0: everybody and welcome to Storytime Explosion. Well, it's State Fair time. Actually, by the time you hear this, the State Fair will be over. But I figured it would still be a good opportunity to talk to Andrea Claussen, who has no connection with the Minnesota State Fair, but she does have a pretty awesome connection with the Iowa State Fair. It's a really great interview and if you listen close enough, you can hear me mouth breathing because that's what I do, I mouth breathe. <sighs> How am I single? Bow! Cool. All right. So, are you ready? Sure. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm here with Andre Clausen. We are in uh, State Fair territory. Um, well, no, we're not in State Fair territory. I phrased that terribly, but it's the time of the year where the State Fair happens. Um... And you have a story about interning at the State Fair, of course it's the Iowa State yeah. Fair, but it sounds really fascinating, so Andrea, yeah. share with us. Yeah,
1: Absolutely, well and I feel like it's important to upfront say that although it was the Iowa State Fair, it is kind of the quintessential American State Fair based, uh, this, the musical State Fair was based on the Iowa State Fair. Um, so I feel like I had this very wholesome State Fair experience, but not really wholesome at all. Um, it's like a picturesque state fair setting, but I worked in the basement of the administration building under a crazy woman for most of the summer and saw very little of the fair. In fact, um, but experienced the Iowa State Fair from like within the organization. And
0: you saw how the machine. Worked.
1: Yes. Oh, and the machine functions very strangely. Um, yeah. Like we, uh, I, I was an intern in the communications and public relations department. And one of the main tasks that I had all summer was answering the state fair hotline. So when people call like 1-800-IOWA-FAIR <laughs> or whatever the number was, um, I answered it. And it was really an interesting array of calls, like lots of, lots of questions and things, but... Um, we were also the source of all like the really crazy calls that came in for the state fair and people that had state fair stories and just wanted to share them with us. Kind of like I'm doing with you right now. (laughs) Um, I guess I could call the state fair hotline and tell them about this. Um, One, one in particular that comes to mind. So that was the summer. This was 2004 and it was either the summer that Reagan died or quite near there. I believe like um, it, it was like still on, on tops of people's minds. Um, and I got a call at the start of the summer. Um, actually, this call came into my good friend, Larissa, who's the other intern there, and who now is one of my best friends. We really bonded through the craziness of the fair. Um, and the call was this woman, she and was, she was very old. She was calling from her nursing home. Um, I don't know if she had like one call a day. I, I don't know how <laughs> nursing fairs right. work. Like I don't think person. they're like jails, but uh, she would call, and she would call the safer hotline, and tell us about how uh, she 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 was at the fair the year that that man that died was, and, and she won all of the ribbons, and she wanted us to know that. And we really just kind of kept her on the line and had a conversation with her because we kind of got the feeling that's what she wanted, and yeah. she probably was nuts. And she kept calling back, like, every couple weeks to again be like, that the man that died, I met him at the fair. <laughs> and... This continued to like the fourth time, um, Larissa really started kind of like asking more questions and and finding out more. And it came, we we deduced and figured out from talking with her and then also from like the per, that her aide at the nursing home, which was talking about Ronald Reagan, who at the time was a radio DJ in Iowa and oh, had a presence at the cool. state fair. The year that she apparently won all these ribbons, and lo and behold, three months later, we found out she wasn't crazy at all. She was trying to tell us her 150th Iowa State Fair story. <laughs> um,
0: That's just senior yeah. citizens have to deal with that constantly, I think. Yeah. Just like, every, we all just right. sort of assume they're wrong. Yeah, some you know,
1: surly 21-year-olds are answering the State Fair hotline and um, didn't, did not believe her.
0: Now, where is the State Fair in Iowa? It's in Des Moines. Oh, so it's, it's right there in the thick of it. Yes yeah yeah is it right off i-35 uh
1: i think everything in des moines is off of i-35 it seems like it is that's my
0: only knowledge of it unless they cut down towards cedar rapids yeah
1: it's um on the i believe east side of des moines if i'm recalling i'm not great with directions but that's okay um yeah it's yeah, it's right in Des Moines and draws. It truly is like the state get together. Like I think Minnesota. Co- I mean, we call ours the Great State Get Together, but I feel like Iowa even more so is and and it's so. The fair itself is still really rooted in, um, like the you know agricultural side yeah. of a fair. Minnesota fair. And I had only gone to it a number of times growing up. Not We weren't a family that went every year. Yeah. Um, so I kind of felt weird even having this internship because I felt like I was a fraud. Like I don't know state <laughs> fairs. I wasn't in 4-H. I wanted to be because they made crafts and pies and things and I thought that was fun. Uh, so I didn't have a lot of experience but the Iowa State Fair, you know, once it started, it's so different than the Minnesota State Fair. Like for someone that's looking for like a, a really charming fair, I was a, a good one to go. To. I think
0: that might be the fair I'm looking for because yeah. I need a little bit more laid back fair than the Minnesota State Fair yeah. offers me. It's too much, Andrea. Iowa it is, really is for me. You need
1: to go to Iowa. Um, it's much smaller, and yeah, you feel like you're in like a farm theme park. Is really <laughs> what it is. Like they have one building that's kind of commercial. Yeah. And I feel like the Minnesota State Fair is like super commercial.
0: Yeah, it is. It's sold yeah. out. The Minnesota State yeah. Fair is like a lot of yeah. things.
1: Yeah, Minnesota State Fair is like water coolers. Not water coolers. What are they? Water softeners. I don't own a home. I don't know these things. <laughs> the thing that you put in a basement with water. Um, those and people walking around with those free yardsticks that they probably get. Oh, yeah. Get I know what you're talking about. And there's, there's just like none of that really at... The Iowa
0: State Fair. Don't ever sign up for those things. I did because I do own a home. And I was like, I want a free (laughs) basement. Like, because it was one of those contests. yeah. And like, I didn't win. But they called me every other day for about a year. It was horrible. It was one of the worst experiences. Yeah. Well, it really wasn't that bad. But you know what I mean? No constantly being pestered. So you had a really bad boss there? Or overseering? Yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like I've talked about the terming side of the State Fair. And if I'm being realistic, like my story doesn't really involve the charming side of the Iowa State Fair. It involves what happens when you work in the windowless basement of the administration building under a you know slave driver. Um, I worked under a woman who and I, now I'm nervous saying Slave Driver in case she hears this podcast. I have no oh, idea how she, she would.
0: <laughs> okay. You, be and like six other people will. Well,
1: and she's like 148 years old, so I don't I don't even recall her having a computer in her office. So I don't think she'd be able to find it. Uh, her name was Kathy Swift. She'd been the marketing director forever. Like, I don't know, since the fair began probably. Um and a very intimidating figure, um, like a much less less cool Meryl Streep from Devil Wears Prada. Um, she, My very first day on the job, I remember going in there, and the receptionist in the communications department was named Andrea, so there was already an Andrea. And my first introduction with Kathy Swift, she hadn't even, the woman hadn't even interviewed me. Like That was how like untouchable she was at the time. Um, she... Introduced herself, asked my name, and I said, Andrea. She said, We have an Andrea. What's your middle name? I said, Joy. She goes, AJ. We're calling you AJ. And walked away. <laughs> I thought, oh God, what have I no, this is I used to work at Hallmark. I'm not used to this. This isn't my territory. I um, used to
0: figure it in cards. Yeah. So why why do you think she had reached this point. Like, oh, this.
1: I don't know. We, my friend, Loris and I spent a lot of time coming up with theories about her life. She was also very much a mysterious figure. Okay. Um, she, and I'll, I'll paint the picture for you. She had long acrylic nails, um, tapped them on a lot of things. <laughs> um, enormous breasts. <laughs> I don't know why I feel compelled <laughs> to share that. No, and that's was a good, like, it's an like Four foot know? 11. Um, <laughs> And would sit behind this giant mahogany desk and just shout from her desk. There was no intercom system in this office. She just barked <laughs> things from in there. Um, and you were always, like, you'd brace when you'd hear, it, And
0: you'd be like, oh, God. I'm,
1: I've done something wrong. Or uh, I have to go <laughs> entertain her, um, because <laughs> which makes it sound really messed up, because it is. Um, At one point during the summer, as we were preparing for the fair, Larissa and I were kind of, we added sort of the levity to this office. This office had been like kind of worn down by time and I think being under, under her rule and, and Larissa and I had developed like, like survivor strength together where like Kathy couldn't harm us because we had each other and no one else in the office had that. They were all like alone. And and so she, I I felt like they went home and cried a lot and we went home and had drinks together and laughed about it, which I think is the healthier response. She called us into her office for various updates. And Larissa and I had been laughing, and and I think she wanted to know why we were laughing. And and somehow it came out that I did this ridiculous dance that was sort of a knockoff of Elaine on Seinfeld. And I remember as it was happening, like, I can't believe I'm sharing this with Kathy Swift. Like, this can't be good. And she instantly commanded, AJ, do your dance! Do your dance now! And... So I had to dance for her in front of all the colleagues. And then she just thought that was great. So various times throughout the summer, you know, when she would have people in her office, I would get called in to do, do that dance. That dance for the people. Um, which was a little degrading in hindsight. But I, like, was at such a point where I was like, she likes me. Cause she threw
0: you a tiny bone. Yeah, morsel, it was a yeah. tiny,
1: tiny bone. And, oh, well, and gosh, speaking of bones, the other... <laughs> quirk of hers. Um, I remember in one meeting, uh, just watching her pull a pork chop out of her purse and begin eating it. Um, and that whole summer, she was on a weird uh, protein diet of some kind where she had lots of ham hocks that she would just eat ham hocks for lunch and just kind of pick at the ham with her acrylic nails. It was bad
0: how long had she been there at that point? um
1: I honestly think like it was probably like 40 some years oh wow um at that point uh and we I remember at the end of the summer we actually were um, praised because in her 20 some years of having interns uh we were the first interns that hadn't cried on the job wow yeah so her two final ones going out. I don't know if she was especially like nicer her last year. I can't imagine that.
0: Yeah.
1: Because um, I remember getting yelled at a lot. And, and No,
0: I don't think yeah. on her last year she knew of that streak that she would no, want to break uh, it. No, yeah. So you, that was her retiring that year. That was her
1: she, retiring year. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Did she say it to you guys? Did she let you know that you hadn't cried?
1: Uh, The other people in the office did. Yeah. <laughs> they, they told us. I think they were like, wow, you guys... You didn't cry. You're the first interns that haven't come crying to us. Um, And I do think, like, it was totally that, you know, we had, like, the only way to survive this summer was to buddy up and and get through it. I remember there was, uh, this is kind of classic. This is a a classic example of our, our summer experience. We were, so at the Iowa State Fair, there is a superintendent of the fair, This might be the same case for the Minnesota State Fair. I don't know. Um, And he lives on the fairgrounds, and he's sort of the director of the fair. Um, And he was having a big pre-fair party the week before the fair. And um, we were invited. Our whole office was invited. And Larissa and I were pretty excited because we felt like, you know, we've worked really hard this summer, and this is kind of a a nice, like, um, appreciation thing and sort of like a bonding before the madness starts. And the day of, we were called into Kathy's office and, you know, took our two chairs across from the mahogany desk. And she had her acrylic (laughs) nail hands folded and clasped in front of her. And she said, it's come to my attention that some of the other interns here at the fair have complained that the two of you will be attending tonight. (laughs) And as we thought about it, we realized, well, you are just interns, so... You're uninvited. <laughs>
0: she uninvited. She uninvited us. She
1: uninvited us. And we left just like unsure of what to even make of it. We're like, that was that was just rude. That was really uh-huh. rude, actually. And um and like about an hour later, we're like, you know what? You know what? Just that is that is it. That is the straw that has broken our camels' backs. Like, we are gonna go. And sit at the margarita stand, which was set up right next to the superintendent's house, sit right in front of it, get drunk and wave at everyone as they come and go. And we did. We just had developed a complete fuck you attitude to the whole system. Did you
0: get any grief for it?
1: No, it was never spoken of.
0: Wow.
1: Um, yeah. But we felt that's pretty and then, badass. Yeah. You know, when you're, we felt badass. In hindsight, as I think about it now, I'm like, that wasn't that badass. But
0: I don't know. Like, because I, yeah. I would have just gone home and stewed and thrown things at my apartment. Yeah. But I wouldn't have yeah. made a public stamp. And that's yeah. what you guys are just did. like,
1: this is, <laughs> this is bullshit. That says bullshit at the fair. Uh, and so we, that was our response to it.
0: Do you ever go back? Have you been back? I,
1: Ah, did I? No, I haven't been back since. And I really want to because the fair itself, um, the fair itself is really cool. It's almost, I mean, it's, I hate to throw this word around, but it has like a magical feel when the fair is actually going on. Um, And uh, it just, because it does feel different than any fair I've gone to. And and that year, I think I felt like a part of it in a way that I've never felt at a fair because I, I don't come from... I didn't grow up on a farm. I don't have an agricultural background. Right. I never really participated in the fair. I was never in the talent show. here at the Minnesota one. But that year I felt like I was like a part of the fair. And yeah. that's a kind of a cool feeling to have. I mean, you feel some sense of ownership.
0: Sure. There. State pride. Kind yeah, of thing. Totally, yeah, totally. Well, that totally. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um, and I do remember, you know, looking back, um, you know, Kathy, so she was crazy. She was totally crazy. Um Really amazingly good at her job. You know, one of the takeaways is, like, I learned a ton. Yeah. I mean, that woman could work a... She could work a radio station interview like nobody's business. So she was good at it. She was good at it. And I think that's why she could get away with um, her personality. (laughs) Uh, But it was cool to watch her in action. I do remember one of the things that she shared in one of her her more tender moments, I guess, (laughs) um, was she was saying how her favorite time at the fair was the very early morning hours, like when the fair opens up at 6. And livestock is kind of stirring, and the food booths that later on are going to be selling deep-fried everything are actually selling just crappy cups of Folgers coffee and donuts. And the people that are there are the people who are who, like, the fair is their thing, and, and that's where they're going to live for the next 10 days of their life. They have, you know, projects entered there, they run booths, they, um, you know, work in the little, like, church diners there on the fairgrounds. And it is, it's a really amazing time to be at the fair, and I've taken that with me to the Minnesota State Fair. I'd much prefer to go, um, although at 7 a.m., and just go alone for a few hours before I meet up with people or before I have anything going on because it's just, like, that's the real fair, like midday starts and it just becomes like this big thing of people eating ridiculous foods and yeah. getting drunk throughout the day and terrible free music. <laughs> um, but the, the like first, you know, chunk of time at the fair is, is really, well, it's, it's just charming.
0: Yeah. And film. you kind of see the whole thing come to life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of redeems it, <laughs> the, the yeah. rest of the aggravating part of the fair.
0: Yeah. I've been there a couple times in the yeah. morning and I've, yeah. felt much better about it than at night when I'm ready to <laughs> right? go. And, like, I'm with groups of people, and I'm 10 to 20 feet yeah. ahead of them because I'm like, we have got to get going. I yeah. can't stand the crowd anymore. Yeah. But, like, yeah, you're right, though. In the morning, you're like, oh, look at a little pig. Look at yeah, all this stuff yes. over here. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's so you you forgive everything <laughs> that is wrong about the fair in the morning. Um, So,
0: yeah. Awesome. Angie, thanks for talking with yeah, me. Yeah, you bet. Appreciate it. Thank you.